Welcome to Uncovered. I'm Steph. I'm Renee, and this is a podcast created by pole dancers for pole dancers. Welcome back to Uncovered. So today we are going to talk about five skills that you need to become a pole dancing instructor. So, you know, I think a lot of people have thought about before because obviously we love pole dancing so much and want to be involved in it in so many different ways. There's, it's always crossed most people's minds like I really want to be able to teach this. You know, your pole instructors are usually um, some of your idols and you're like, I love that. I want to be able to do that. I want to help people, you know, love this sport just like I love it as well. So we are going to chat about the skills of a pole dancing instructor. Yeah, I'm super excited about this topic. Um, as a studio owner, I do get quite a few people come to me and be like, I want to start teaching like how do I start and um yeah I think it's super important to let you guys know what we think and this is just us here um are the essential skills to be a pole dancing instructor because um why we'd love to think everyone can do it it's just not suitable for every single every single pole dancer um because it is very much a people's job yeah. so and sometimes you see like you see your instructors and you don't see a lot of the stuff behind what happens and stuff like that a lot of people are like oh, I want to become an impulse pole instructor I'm like be prepared to sacrifice your time like mm. be prepared to put a lot of extra hours in and sometimes people don't don't realize so you see all the glamorous side of it mm. um and then you know obviously all the support and stuff like that which is awesome um but yeah so we'll talk a little bit about mm. this but first we're going to talk a little bit about how we became instructors so Steph, oh. how did you become a pole dancing instructor? It's been a while. <laughs> um, I <laughs> how, think how long have you been an instructor? I for? started um, teaching pole dancing in 2015, um, in the middle of my divorce, actually, which was all a bit hectic, uh, but probably a really good distraction. But I started, I guess, chasing it um, the year before, I want to say 2014, I enrolled in the IPDFA course, Mm -hmm. um, before I even had it on my radar about wanting to really do it as a job. Mm -hmm. Um, because I definitely lacked a lot of confidence back then. So I'm like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to find out more about it. I suck at learning online. So I never actually, (laughs) it took me a long time to finish that. I, I got forced, but, um, yeah, because I had enrolled in that course, I think I got on the previous owner's, um, radar and then she was recruiting and she had a pretty keen eye for scouting. So, um, I said that because she scouted. Yeah. Us, I guess. Yeah. But um, but I've seen, obviously, I work with all of these people now. Um, and yeah, so she never really went through a formal process. It was more like, hey, mm. are you interested? Was that here at the studio yeah, that you first started? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I started when it was the pole gym. Ah. So I was on the old one and um, obviously stayed too addictive and then now own the studio. So yeah, it's been a journey. But um, yeah, I, I was asked to do it which I know a lot of people in our team were probably like that Mm. I think our most recent recruit was the first time we recruited which was an interesting experience but that's Mm. where we got a lot of this information from too so what about you Renee you've been Uh, you've been in teaching for so long yeah not well seven years I think yeah but how long are you pole dancing for eight yeah, yeah, eight. Yeah. So yeah, I started teaching one year after I started pole dancing and it wasn't on my radar. Like I wasn't even thinking about it at all because after the one year, 
I'd gotten to the advanced level of the studio um, and I had just got into that level and then that's when a new studio had opened up um, and it was one of the instructors from the old studio that was opening the new one. Um, so the two owners of the one of the original one and the new one opening up sort of approached me and said, hey, like um, we just thought that, you know, we've seen you in class and that you like mm. to help people and we think that you would make a good instructor. What do you think? And I was just like, no, like I'm just starting. I, like, like, I don't know. Anything. I was like, well, my first thing was, I'm I'm not good enough for that. Like, I didn't hadn't even crossed my mind to start because yeah. you know I was just even in that first year, especially the fir- first half of the year, I was only coming once a week. Like, I loved it, but mm. I had so much else on. I was just you know just yeah doing it as a hobby, mm. and I never thought about because I was studying at the same time. I never thought about like any careers from it or anything like that. Um, but yeah, they were like, oh, like, you know, you just start off in the beginner level. Um, and we would coach you, we would mentor you, you know, we know that you live near this new studio that's opening. So if you wanted to be a part of that, and I was kind of like, you know what, like YOLO, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, let's go. I was so nervous. And I was, I taught the beginner level. So that. the, you know, um, not even like casual classes, just yeah. like a beginner level for like a whole year. Yeah, and wow. I, I remember with the, so the casual classes for us is like, you know, dropping classes that, you know, flexibility class or yeah. a tricks class or choreo. I would teach, I didn't, I didn't mind doing the trick side of it because even then I wasn't wearing heels at mm. all. Um, but for flexibility and especially for choreo, I would tell the owners, I need three months notice. <laughs> I was like, I, I need. I think the people who know you now would be super duper surprised. I know. Cause I was like, no, 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 I can't. And I even, my good friend, Sarah, who like had made me join pole to start with the first few choreos I did, she helped me choreograph them because oh, wow. I have, I have no dance background whatsoever. Yeah. Um, so it was a huge learning curve for me and I was very slow um, and then, very, you know, starting to teach higher levels higher and then sort of um, I always say to people, as soon as I became an instructor, that's where my strength um, increased a lot and my abilities yeah. because I had to display it and I was really I was really passionate about it. So once I started, I wanted to know everything about it. I was trying really hard. I was training at home so much I would make sure I knew everything before I taught it. Um, and then I, yeah. And then I just didn't even realize how much I loved teaching. And mm. now it's like, a- I was really surprised at how much I, um, loved it too, especially being in front of quite a large group of people mm. and like having to be that sort of center of attention, which I definitely did not like doing, but I think when, what year did you start pole dancing? Uh, what year did you start teaching? 13? Um, yeah, would uh, 14. 14, 14, yeah. So I think it's um, probably important to acknowledge the differences in the pole industry from then to now. It's Yeah, and, yeah I had zero qualifications. And you didn't need a qualification I didn't need it. Then. We didn't even need anything yeah. at all. So all we did was I think I sat into a term watching another instructor and then there was the owner there sort of um, helping me out with any questions or whatever um, and I would show them my plan and stuff like that and then and eventually it was like, oh, if you're good, you're good. Like yeah. that's fine. And then I did do qualifications after and now I've done a lot more to sort of get a bit more of understanding. But, yeah, that initial side of it, you didn't need anything mm. and you just sort of needed the ability to be able to, you know, relate to people and and, mm. and teach the skills and 
and problem solve stuff really. So yeah. I, um, yeah, I found I, I, I loved it obviously because I'm still doing it. <laughs> You're still it's, here. <laughs> it's the, like a main part of my life now. Um, but yeah, so that's how, that's how we became instructors. Yeah, which is, it's a good little walk down memory lane. So shall we get stuck into some skills? Mm-hmm. So we've created a um, a list of five skills we believe you need to be a pole dancing instructor, and these are um, yeah these are skills we've witnessed amongst our own instructors, amongst the instructors that we love. So if you were thinking about becoming an instructor, go grab your pen and paper <laughs> because these are these are skills that we think you need to have. So the first one, for very very obvious reasons. You need people skills. You are working with people. <laughs> they are people. Unfortunately, we don't work with computers yet. Um, and, well, we do do online, but that's a whole different level of energy. Yeah. But you need to think, like, this is a customer service role, but yeah. sexier. Yes. And a little less clothes, sort of. Yeah. And pretty heels and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, you know, think about like if you were to be doing customer service, like what would you need to be? You need to be relatable. Like mm. people want to like you and you want people to like you. Like um, you, you think customer service is like, you know, it's selling something or selling a product yeah. sometimes. This or is taking like, complaints. Or- yeah, this is selling a service mm. really. So you want to be able to be able to get people to come back. And what's a really good point to saying that is it is a job. Yes. So I think um, we're really, really fortunate because most people that do this as a job just love it anyway. So Mm. it doesn't feel like a job, but you are fulfilling a job. So when you do come in, while it's a lot of fun, you do have a list of things that you need to work through as an instructor. And I think that has developed over time, like previously, um, you know, and a lot of people that have been around for a while pole dancing um, could probably all say, oh yeah, I've had a pole instructor that was just an absolute cow or she just hated people or like you just feel like she hated people or you know what I mean it's like not a very nice one um and it's just like talk to us it's just like well you know you kind of look at some people and you go why do you like why are you even doing this it doesn't even look like you're enjoying yourself or having fun or um whatever and you know sort of Back years ago, there wasn't a lot of options for like studios for different instructors because obviously it has to be a certain, that's a really specialized skill. Whereas Mm -hmm. now that a lot of people, like there's the whole ability um, in the world and even in Australia is so high now that it's more competitive. Oh, yeah. I I would agree with that. Um, And, yeah, if you don't like people, then maybe it's not the job for you, even though you're like, oh. Like mm. I idolize these guys. I I really want to be able to help people, but I really, really mm. hate actually being around people. But like I was going to throw in like an introvert, extrovert thing there, mm. but we did some testing recently on our team and the bulk of them are actually introverted mm. and they're still really, really good instructors and they're still really good people. Um, people yeah, well, people. I was going to say thinking about like what we were talking about before about being in front of a whole bunch of people, like – Um, I'm so comfortable obviously teaching and being Mm. in front of even 18, 20. I've had a class of 25 before. But then out of teaching or in something else, I'm terrified to stand in front of a bunch of people like that even at my other job or whatever, even if I have to stand up and talk, like I just hate having all the eyes on me. Yeah. But it's just so weird that when I'm teaching or like I just, it's it's like a completely different hat for me. It's a confidence thing too I think. Um, 
and like presenting and talking in front of a crowd, the only reason that I feel comfortable because uh, comfortable mm. doing that now is because of competing, like being mm. in such big crowds. Um, but yeah, I think it comes down to how comfortable you feel. But yeah, so the first in the people skills is be relatable. The second is being able to read a room. Very important. Very, sometimes you have those students and we all have our days and that's completely okay, but are just not responding to anything. So you mm. need to be able to read the room to pick those things up. They might learn in a different way. You might, um, you might, they might need to wear their glasses and they're not wearing them. <laughs> exactly. They might need to see you. <laughs> um, no, but I, yeah, I agree. Re- reading a room as well, because like, depending on what you're teaching, if it's some like content of your own that you have created, um, people aren't getting it. Like mm. you, you know, you need I, to be able to pick that up. Yeah. You need to be able to pick that up and adjust. You don't want to just, you know, keep going and mm. then everyone, you know, Feel like they're having a miserable time I'm sure that's not going to happen but you know what I mean you want to mm-hmm. you want to be a little bit um that have those skills you want people to come back to yeah. so um and the last one in the people schools I guess in to follow on from what Renee just said is being observant like if your class is not picking that shit up like what do you need to do to to yeah. go back and, and to fix that so they are having a bit of an enjoyable time also the other thing that I was thinking about as well is that um you know, with the people skills, like it's, you're not just coming there and okay, you're just going to do this, 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 this. People like to talk about things as well. Like yeah. people have other shit going on. Poll is not their whole life. Like mm. people come here um, as a way of, you know, an outlet sometimes, or like it's says something that they really enjoy as well. So being able to like, you know, actually chat to people and, mm. you know, like that's like saying be relatable, like, mm. you know, yeah, and like we, how many discussions do we have with um, the women who walk through our studio where it's about their personal life? Like we know so mm. much about our women's personal lives, um, which is amazing because I think that just complements the great space that we're creating. But can you have those conversations with people? And I think that's what makes it feel like sometimes that it's more than just a job because yeah. it's not just a job. Like I don't just come here and go, oh, yep, I'm just going to tick, do these classes and then go home and then that's it. Like it's like I, you know, people send me stuff and I get really like excited for people and involved and I, you know, think about things. Like if somebody didn't get something and I like think, you know, in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh, maybe I could try doing this and then it would help them, you know, that way and I'd either message them or try it next time or something. So it's not just like, <laughs> you do, it's not just you like do, a, you, you finish do. and then yeah. that's it sort of job. It's, you, you know. You're so passionate about it normally. Mm. Um that yeah, it is, yeah, you do want to give your students everything. Um, and way we, I find uh, mm. our instructors here always want to like give the students absolutely every single little thing they have. Yeah. So, which is amazing. So I think it just highlights how important those people skills are. Mm. Um, but moving on from people skills, we have physical ability. This is obviously... It's pretty an obvious one. This is an obvious one. You obviously to be a pole dance instructor, you have to be able to pole dance. Like, um, I have been thinking about this a lot lately because all the sort of study and stuff I've been doing, um, and expanding my own skills a lot in the sort of personal training kind of coaching field, you don't necessarily have to be able to perform a certain trick at the level that your athlete is doing. So, you know, in the gym, say, for example, like a bench press, like, Mm. you know, you could do it with just like a piece of like a bit of dowel, like a bit of wood and show the movement or like a really light weight and that would be fine. Then you could coach someone through Mm. at their abilities. With pole dancing, 
you have to be able to show them. It's yeah. very, very physical, uh, sorry, very visual and you have to be able to do the moves. Yeah, I would agree. I think um, you can get away with it every now and then, um, especially like if you have to cover something, you're like, look, I've done this before, but I don't want to do this because of an injury. Um, but, but you can't new, do this consistently. Anything new, you can, like, you can, if, like, your students need to see it. You like, have, they have to be able to see it. So, to understand it. So yeah, um, ideally you probably want to be of an advanced level to start. Um, you know, there are instructors who are not this level and they might have a different specialty and that's why they're a part of a team. Um, or it just might be the level of the studio and what mm. they're willing to be open up to. Um, but yeah, like to Renee's point, you need to be able to show, show what you got. Yeah. And like, again, like Steph was saying, depending on, on what sort of in like structure you want to be, you might want to just pe- teach people how to dance, like base work around the pole, you mm. know, and, and there's a lot of people, like I know a lot of um, even really advanced pole instructors that that's all that they'll do when they teach. They don't want to teach tricks. They don't mm. like, you know, that's not what they're passionate about. They kind of just do it because they have to for competitions or whatever, but they want to teach what they like teaching. So, you know, you don't have to be able to do every single trick. I think personally my own opinion is that all the, you know, like foundation stuff should be able to be done very well yeah. um, from the pole, from a pole instructor because that's the sort of expectations that we then put on the students mm-hmm. um, is to be able to get to a certain you know level with those foundations. And I think like when you just said that, you think that instructors should be able to do the foundational stuff and foundational stuff will vary from studio to studio. Um, but I just had like a bit of a flashback in my pole journey. And yeah, if you couldn't do something like your students will pick that up and your students will say it and they like, they will call you on it. And I think for a lot of the people on our team, we've all been called on something that maybe we Mm. weren't too confident in um, or students question it. And then that can then impact your confidence and your ability to teach because you're feeling a little bit insecure but yeah, it's really important to have strong foundations and understand for those foundational tricks what the breakdowns of them are and um, yeah. how people can engage them really well. And also, like, I guess, you know, from my own sort of experience, like, I don't have a, like, an, never used to really have a super flexy back or shoulders, mm. but like, I can teach people stuff that is back bendy. Yeah understanding the movement so mm. I can you know show them to some degree but then I'll be like or like the, there'd be times as well especially you know a few years ago when I wasn't doing much back stuff that I'll be like okay so you know half show them or show them with a strap on my foot or something mm. like that and be like well I can't actually physically get into this position but these are the grip points on the pole blah 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 and then talk them through that mm. and I've there's so many students even I always say like as a bit of a joke, but it's actually kind of true. Like my jade split is is pretty horrendous. Like you'd think <laughs> that I have a better jade split after doing this for eight years, but I never really try. I never really. Do you not like the move? I like- just when it first came out, I just wasn't interested. It was all it was all that jazz when it first came out. Everyone was doing it, so I it was in every single competition. Yeah, so I wasn't yeah. interested, and I was wanting to do other things. And then, so I kind of missed that train. And then, um, like I could do a Deville split, which is both hands on the leg, so it looks exactly like a jade, but 
just different positioning, way better than a jade. I Even now I get into a jade split, i got to be really like warm and really grippy and just really think about it to get a nice flat position. But otherwise I would always say half of my students have way better jade splits than me. And they're all just like, they're a bit confused sometimes when I go to do it because I'm like, oh, no, like I really got to put effort into this to make it look nice. And they're like, what? Like it's just a jade split. Like, And I think it's like gotten that like label now, like it's just a jade split. Like how you not just, but there are like, and everybody has different strengths. Like I'm much more a strength pole dancer and instructor and like I can teach a jade split. Yeah. I can't do a split like, and you, you do have to find ways around it, but um, so you don't have to be, when we say physical ability, you don't have to be an all-rounder yeah. or anything. You just need to be able to pole dance and pole dance of a decent level. And I guess the point we were saying is that you will have students that will be flexier than you, mm. stronger than you, better than you at something. Like the, yeah. it'll it'll happen yeah. at one point or another. And that could also, like this is complete side note, but that can also make you feel like you're not good enough when you have students Mm. who come in and students coming to you who are like teach me this and you're like holy shit I I can't even like think about getting into that move like you never you never know when like what um background other people have either and what sort of training that they've put in years prior so um it's just because they might be a stronger or more flexible than you it doesn't mean that you can't be a good apostle good pole instructor because instructing is so much more than just skills yeah the skills yeah so and moving on from that nice little segue so I think this point is extremely important um I think it's the most important yeah I I would agree so problem solving and critical thinking skills so what are critical thinking skills because some people will be like I hear this word being thrown around but like I have no idea what it means and it is the ability to assess a situation quickly and make a judgment so why this works really well with pole pole solving (laughs) (laughs) problem solving maybe we can make it a pole solving thing I like it um is because that is the ability to provide solutions so if you can look at your student and you can assess them quite quickly Mm. and you can give them a solution like that's going to make their experience a thousand times better that's what being a pole instructor is you're Mm. teaching someone how to do something you're coaching someone through something you can you know anybody that could do a trick you know, if, if anybody that could do a trick could be an instructor, then anybody that could do it would be, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's more than just that, which is what we're saying. It's about being able to coach them through it, being able to problem solve, mm-hmm. you know, look at their body. Like, you know, we do problem solving stuff for new instructors here um, just to give them a little bit of a taste because sometimes people don't actually think about that. I think that when I first started, that's I was kind of doing that in classes with my fellow students, which is what the um, my previous sort of um, bosses had um, highlighted. They're like, you're kind of already doing this. You're picking up on what people are doing wrong. You're giving them tips. And I was like, oh, like I'm just helping them out. Like I just – can see what they're doing wrong. Like I didn't mm. think that that was anything more than that. Yeah. And But now I'm kind of like, oh, that's actually kind of like a bit of a unique skill is, and there's so many tricks that, you know, if someone says, oh, I'm struggling with this, even before like, you know, seeing it, I'll be like, I, I'm, I know what you'll do. Yeah. Like I know exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. So, and I'm like, I know how to fix it. And I can then identify, okay, it's either strength, it's either technique, it's mm. like flexibility, whatever, and what yeah. you need to work on. And keep in mind, like this can be built upon, like Renee's yeah. example just there, it's like, 
they can say it to me and I probably already know what the solution is. And But you've got them there because she's got a bank of experience to call upon. But then there's tricks that I will look at and I'll go, man, I need to think about this. I, mm. I, you know, show me, can I video you doing it? And then I'll go home and look at it all, test it out on myself. Like, and there's often times where someone's doing something, even if it's, you know, um, a sort of more basic trick and then I'll get up and I'll try and do it the way that they're doing. So say they're spinning in a trick when they're on mm. a static pole, I'll try and make myself spin and then go, oh, I disengaged this arm and it made me spin. So try doing this. So I will actually problem solve that yeah. if I don't know the answer already. And it just takes time. Like Steph said, over years, I've sort of been built that up and kind of had that in my memory bank. And that's where being observant is super important too. I remember I had this one girl who was inverting. She's like, I can't get my inverts right. I can't get my inverts right. Most of her stuff was set up right. And then after about watching her invert, I can't talk today, <laughs> invert about five times, I'm like, oh, she's hooking the wrong leg on first. Yeah. Like just like, but like being able to pick those things up, like so you I, have to be observant. I was doing curry the other day and um, I couldn't, This we were doing like this lunge and then this kind of twist it around thing. It was really quite simple. This one girl couldn't get it and I just like, I couldn't even, I was like, no, no, you're like, you got to do this. And I didn't even pick up that she had the wrong leg forward. Like someone else had picked up and said, oh, she's got the wrong leg forward. And I was like, how? <laughs> and sometimes you would... go to like the more to like, it's got to be something super duper technical. Yes. It's like. Exactly. Sometimes it's really simple. Sometimes you need a beginner mindset to look at these things. But yeah, yeah. like um, these are the skills, the problem solving and the critical thinking, um, in my opinion, is what sets really good instructors apart from other instructors. Because it, it gives you the, it gives you that opportunity to grow too, because you like you never want to come in going, oh, I know everything. No. Yeah. It, you don't like it's always, oh, I want to be able to be the best that I can. I always want to learn more. Like you want, yeah, someone. And if we just look at the pole world and like how often is a new trick coming out? There are some tricks that don't even have names because we're just popping out new tricks. There's so many tricks that don't have names anymore. They used yeah. to, Every trick used to have a name. Yeah, and now it's like I just seen this thing on Instagram, but I think it just shows – the growth in the pole dancing mm. um, industry and how rapidly it's sort of starting, like the momentum it's starting to pick up. So, yeah, it's. Yeah, so I think that like um, going on from that, like our next one was a desire to learn. So like we were talking about um, everything coming out, all the new stuff, um, you know, with the industry sort of booming at the moment and all you know we're getting a lot of research and stuff now yeah which in, is really in exciting the field. yeah um so having that desire to learn is such a key skill to continue like being a pole dance instructor otherwise you'll 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 be able to do what you've always done mm. but then the, the industry will outgrow you yeah and you will just um I want to say plateau. That's a little bit like you're just plateau as a pole dance instructor. Yeah. I shouldn't say that because we go through funks and just as you do with your own training, you go through funks as an instructor and sometimes you, the creativity is not there, but you got to be passionate about learning and you got to be passionate about pole dancing. For me as well, um, and this, I don't know, this might sound a little, um, I don't even know the word. I don't have words today either, but I I feel like as a pole instructor as well, still being a young sport, having that desire to learn and contributing towards the growth of the industry yes, is actually that. a really important part of being a pole instructor. So like fair enough if, you know, and a lot of instructors only do like one night a week, so three hours. So, you know, it's not a big commitment in your life and that's fine. People love doing it. 
But it's like we need these people in the industry that are really passionate. They're yes. not like all these physios that are coming out now that are specialized and they're going 100% in pole. Um, some advanced instructors that are now full-time pole, they've left mm. their other job to really make that commitment and get the industry up. Is like, you know, they're the ones that are building it up and we need people like that. To be paid. And again, that you don't have to just to become an instructor, but I think that that's a really key thing because then you'll keep, you'll grow your own, you'll grow your students, you'll grow your studio, and then it'll grow the industry. And you grow yourself all within that. Exactly. But um, yeah, I think, and where the pole dancing industry has gone, like we said, we didn't even need qualifications when we started and there wasn't a lot of research. We didn't do things on both sides. Um, the technique stuff was probably average at mm. best. And now there is just so much to take in. So many more of our instructors want to know more about anatomy to make sure that they so good. they know what, what their students' bodies are doing. Um, so, and yeah, there's just – it is a pretty extreme sport which can trigger a lot of injuries. So it's important to know – know what you're talking about pretty much as well most studios like you know in a workplace they're often um you know they might offer some upskilling and professional development and stuff there's a lot of industries obviously that you're responsible for that yourself um but most studios don't do that we try and do that here with our instructors um a little bit as well um but you know it's important to sort of note that a lot of this stuff happens outside your working hours because yes. when you're teaching you're teaching you know you you most studios you're paid for the class that you're doing you're not paid for the planning time no. which is a one thing you know people don't realize is you got to have time to actually plan you might actually have to come in and if you don't have a pole at home and, and practice mm. doing these tricks doing this choreo whatever this is all in your own time and that's not even including looking at new things trialing things like you know this is just with the skills you already have so then upskilling yourself as well after going you know I think it's really important for pole instructors to keep being students and to keep learning yes, as well I because agree. then then you won't just be stuck in a certain way. So you mm. always, you know, go to other, like I always try and jump into as many people's classes as I can because I learn something from everybody regardless of how long they've been instructing. I'm like, wow, this is actually awesome. Mm. Some people hear it from other people. Like, it, like that's how yeah. you sort of share the knowledge around. I agree. And I think when you become an instructor, the first thing that drops is your own training because you're so excited about being an instructor. Yes. And the planning does reduce, like when the more confident you get with planning, the, the quicker those things become. But uh, moving on from the desire to learn and the passion, um, a last little tip. And I think I think this is super important in most jobs and it's mm. becoming more important just in general, emotional intelligence. You need to, so I did get a definition for this. So people, so we've got some legitimacy in mm. it other than my, my spin on emotional intelligence, but the capacity to be aware of control and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships. Is that, what's that word? Juristic. <laughs> I can't, I had it now before. Empathetically. Empathetically. We're just going to roll with that. Um, so for us, like we provide one of our advantages or like one of our key things is the safe space that we provide. Mm. And that emotional intelligence is huge. Like if somebody walks in and we have a, I don't know, how many people have cried in your classes over the years? Like, oh, It's actually not been many recently, but yeah, like a lot. A lot. 
And how do you, if you're uncomfortable with that, that, and if you don't have um, the ability to be aware of it or control your own emotions or somebody's like, that like was a really shit class. Like we've literally Mm. had those experiences before. Like how, how do you handle yourself in those situations? It's funny. I, I'm, I, for people that don't know, I actually have a social work degree. So I did a lot of this sort of stuff in my degree and I did a lot of interpersonal skills and stuff like that. So for me, I feel like it's a little bit more second nature and I can kind of, it's not really hard for me, um, but I, f- I have experienced other people that are kind of like, other instructors are like, um, I don't know what to do. Like I'm just here mm. to, you know, yeah, like to teach. And obviously, you know, the people, they have the people skills and everything, but, you know, having that emotional intelligence is is just that that next level as well. So, you know, I think... I think having conversations with others about it and in the studio with other like your instructors and the team and stuff like that definitely sort of um, helps, but also reflecting. I'm a huge um, advocate of just self-reflection about everything. So not even just about how you run your class and how you teach your class, but just in general about yourself and it helps you grow like yeah and if you can't look back on what you've done and I wouldn't say rip it apart but look at it and go cool like I didn't feel 100% Mm. great in that situation what can I do for next time it's such an important skill to have not just as a pole dancing instructor like in every single job Mm. that you are ever going to have yeah but yeah so what makes up um, emotional intelligence is self-awareness so you know your self-confidence um self-regulations, the ability to control. And sometimes when your stress levels get a little bit too high, that does become difficult. But But again, being being able to have a higher threshold for that. But being a job as well, I think, you know, this is not even just for pole instructors, but for everyone, um, having that ability is obviously very important um, because it's like when you are here, yes, it's a job, things go on in your life. And I've Mm. always, I think, been like pretty good at going, okay, even if I've had a real shit day or whatever, I come in, sort of shake it off a little bit. Mm. And I always know that as soon as I put that music on and start teaching, like I'm good. It all just melts away. And I'm like, this is my focus now. These these girls or these women, these men are my focus right Mm. now. And this is what I'm putting my energy into. And I think that's where that emotional intelligence sort of gets built up from. 100% agree. The next one is self-motivation. So obviously being motivated, um, Mm. you know, having a strong drive, empathy, the ability to understand the emotional makeup of other people so this is Mm. like and being empathetic not sympathetic to them you hear that a lot and empathy is like you know Renee's having a shit day and it's me not going oh like I'm so sorry Mm. to hear that it's like wow that really sucks like what can I do to help you like and that's what we're here to do Mm. as part of our people skills um and social skills so ability to just manage relationships because you are creating relationships with your students and a lot of the students you'll be with for weeks and weeks and sometimes students become like really good friends as well like I've had like I've had some of my close friends used to be my students or still are my students and it's like having that ability or even um the other way around having friends that are your students as well or you know so it's at being able to sort of you know manage that in the or class. Or having like both um, Renee and I have sisters who pole dance mm-hmm. too. So being able to um, run a class when your family's in it, which is a completely different relationship to what your friend you would have with friends or other students. Definitely. So. 
Um, but yeah, so there's like our must, 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 must haves. And that's in our opinion, every studio might be different. Um, but if you really want to become an instructor, I would definitely think about looking into some of those five skills we just gave you, um, and seeing where you sort of stack up, um, Mm. and where you could potentially upskill yourself to put yourself in the best position. And it doesn't mean if you're kind of going, oh, you know, shit, I think uh, I don't have really good problem solving skills or what, like that stuff can be learned. Like yeah. it, it doesn't that mean you have to have these, can yeah, be even, even the emotional intelligence yes. and stuff, the desire to learn is probably the biggest thing that it's like, you can't teach somebody how to have desire to, mm. it's kind of like, it's, you want to do it. You have to want it. Want it. And if you have the desire to learn, you're going to have the desire to go find out more about problem skills. Exactly. You're going to have the desire. You're going to emotional intelligence. Try and work on your physical ability. You're going to want to work on your people skills and that sort of stuff. There are a couple of nice to haves. um, And these are things that you don't need um, and Mm. a lot of instructors don't have. But we'll just go through these quickly because we know we've been telling you a lot about how to become a pole dancing instructor (laughs) but I really feel that there's so much good content in here and I I think that instructors who are aspiring Mm. to take on something like that I feel like you guys could take a lot from this so um nice to have a specialty Mm. so gymnastics we just hired someone with k-pop that wasn't the reason we hired her but she dances to k-pop like I thought you said that was the only reason Okay. No, no, she had a lot of other Specific skills. Sk- like, yeah, yeah, like hip-hop skills or a ballet background yeah. or like something Contortion, with a, like, Yeah, something like that. Something that might be able to give you a little bit of an edge, like twerk, for example. Yeah. Um, long-term commitment all the time. Um, the reason I would say this is so important is because becoming an instructor isn't a we're going to give you two hours of training, you're done. Yeah. A lot of – and remember that these studios are generally small businesses. Mm-hmm. So they put – the time they put into you is actually a lot in the bigger scheme of things. So, And it's not the sort of job that you go into going, oh, I'm just going to do this for six months while I'm, you know, um, doing this in my life and then after that I'm going to, you know – travel or have a bit mm. like it's it's not one of like it's not just oh I just gonna do it for extra money like oh I just need to get a retail job I'm just gonna get a job at Coles for yeah. six months like it's not that sort of thing it is you know and it's generally a second job for most people too and most instructors are in it for the long run and even like mm. my old instructors that aren't um, sort of teaching anymore they were doing it for five six seven years yeah. already anyway by the end of their thing and maybe their life turned in a different way I'll um, few of them are still involved in the studio. They're just mm. not teaching. So you could be a pole instructor and teach and then you could stop being an instructor but still pole. And I think yeah. that's what a huge thing that people, when they leave, they leave it all together. It's like, hey, you might just need to stop teaching for yeah. a bit. Like, and sometimes you do need a break from teaching. So on a side note, keep that in the back of your head because mm. you're not, if you need to take some time pole off. student first and then yes, a teacher second. 100 percent um and obviously having a little bit of time to plan and everything else because a lot of that is done in your own time um and lastly on the nice to haves um unless Renee has anything else to add these are my nice to haves Mm. qualifications you don't need to have your instructor's qualification before you start Mm. you could potentially do that um as you start providing you do it in a period of time that's pretty close to your start date it depends on your your studio their insurance requirements and everything else 
I think that I think you'd have to have like the minimum like first aid and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, having that qualifications because there's still so many, there's so many new ones um, at the moment. So so many that have actually been created. So there's gonna soon there's gonna be. Um, you know, so much choice of what you can do to get a qualification. And plus um, all like, if not all studios would do a bit of in-house training as well and mentoring, stuff like that. So you don't have to have the qualification to start. Um, The only other thing that I sort of thought about is to maybe already know how the studio runs. Would It makes it a bit easier. Um, I know a lot, you know, how a lot of people get um, jobs as an instructor is they have been the students so yes. that you're um, the people that we're going to hire you like the owners and the other instructors have seen what you're like in classes mm. you know that's kind of what happened to me they're like oh we see that you're already helping these girls um, you know your fellow students and I'm like oh like I didn't even realize so mm. they they're like you know that's how most of the instructors sort of been hired is because they're scouted because they're like oh we can see these skills in you already yeah um, so that's from I guess studio's perspective can be a nice nice to have um, and then you do already know the students you know the atmosphere so you, like there's just one sort of less thing that you kind of have to adjust to but in saying that it's also something that is hard to transition from being a student um, yes. to then teaching your fellow student like the um, I was gonna say colleagues but they're not colleagues yeah um, <laughs> but yeah your fellow yeah friend, um, pole sisters or yeah or brothers or um, but what I was going to just add to that is if you are interested in becoming a pole instructor, have a chat to whoever it is that runs the recruitment in the studio, let them know you're interested and maybe ask them what is their way of recruiting. They might have a bit of a particular way of doing things. They might want to put it out to what I would say market. That's my corporate chat yeah. where you put it out there to be like, hey, we're recruiting just to see what else is out there. Um, But, yeah, ask them how they do it. And you know what? It's just it's putting – it's you potentially buying the ticket to the bus so when – the bus yeah. rocks up, you can get on it. And it's also, yeah, like pretty much putting putting you on their radar. Yes. Um, just to go, hey, I'm I'm interested in this. Mm. And you know, they might say, Hey, like I'm really sorry, we don't have any, you know, we don't need any instructors at the moment, you know, mm. or it could be a, oh hey, yeah, maybe in the future, maybe we could bring you on to cover or when people go away or something yeah. like that for now. And you can start to learn, you can start to mentor, um, or be mentored, you know, over a longer yeah. period of time to sort of build it up. And they might even be able to give you some tips. Hey, how about you look out for this, you know, make sure you start taking notes, think about this, that, um, yeah, to sort of – because I know that they've been instructors. They're like, oh, I kind of want to be an instructor and then sort of opportunity comes up and then it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, I want to, but it's so overwhelming now. Like, you know, it's kind of like, oh, they're like, oh, we need an instructor and people are like, oh, I guess I would would want to do that. Like Mm. I've always thought about it, but then you haven't put that in-depth thought into it. So I guess that this is what – we're trying to do with this podcast is give you a little bit more in depth, um, you know, information about being a pole instructor. Yeah. And, um, and get, letting you know sort of what happens behind scenes of what people might be looking for. So to sum it up, you have, we have five must haves. They are people skills, physical ability, problem solving, critical thinking skills, desire to learn emotional intelligence. And we have th- we had four nice to haves, which is a specialty, long-term um, commitment and the time, qualifications and potentially already being in the community. Um, if you are an aspiring 
instructor and you have some questions for us um, or you would love to just bounce some ideas off Renee and I, please hit us up on Instagram um, at uncovered.pd. We would love to answer any questions you have about becoming a pole dancing instructor um, because, you know, both of us have been in the industry mm-hmm. now for quite some time and we've seen a lot. Um, and and I think we could potentially help add some value here. So if you, you want a quick speed mentoring session through Instagram DM, Make sure you hit us up. I was like, it probably won't be speedy from me. I'll probably end up being like, let's chat for ages. I'm passionate <laughs> like, about this. So when's coffee? <laughs> yes. No, but seriously, uh, like, yeah, it's something that I do love um, talking to people about as well. So um, if you do want to. Yeah, I think it's great to be able to have somewhere um, to just go to and ask questions mm. about becoming a pole dancing instructor. So because um, I, you know, or go to the instructor you idol and be like, hey, mm. can I buy you a coffee? I'd love to pick your brain. Yeah. Like it, I think that a lot of them would be like, oh, like I'm actually really excited for this. So if you haven't already, make sure you follow like us. us and follow <laughs> us on Instagram at pd at uncovered.pd clearly my words are not very good today if you are loving the podcast please leave us a review take a screenshot share it with your friends tell tell us your key takeaways tag us in what you took away from this or comment on the post on instagram if you have any ideas let us know we we want to keep creating content that you guys want to listen to so um and we love doing it we chat about this stuff anyway Mm. so just putting a mic in front of us isn't a difficult a difficult thing to achieve so tell us what you want to know otherwise aspiring pole dancers you now have pole dancing instructors you now have a little bit of a playbook to go by so yeah we would love to see more of you in the industry and if you have any questions let us know bye